Welcome to the X-Pack Podcast, your source for news regarding video games, esports, and everything media. Now, here are your hosts, Jacob and Dalton. What is up, people of the internet? We're finally, finally back <laughs> with a new X-Pack. X, X, what's this thing called? X-Pack. There it is. The X-Pack. I think I was mixing X-Pack and podcast together. The X-Podcast. But that just sounds like we're talking about our X's. Yeah, so we're going to cancel that right now before it even starts. And instead we're going to talk about video games and stuff, so that's cool. Uh, yeah, we've been gone for a while. Well, not, I mean, you were legitimately gone for a, a while. Um, you a were with while. Uh, with family for like a month. Uh, so that was why we didn't record during that time. And then when you got back, and then all this new stuff came out for different games, and we just kind of haven't done this. So here we are, and hopefully we'll get back in the swing of uh, either weekly or biweekly, depending on how much news there is, really. Um, and yeah, so to kick it off with some esports news, um, in the Counter Strike scene, we've had we just had um, I am Taipei happen, um, and Mongols actually took the the win over everyone else at the tournament, which was I don't know if it was like the most surprising, but I think it was pretty surprising that they were able to best um, as many teams as they could, especially Renegades in such a convincing manner um machine gun is ridiculously good at counter-strike and it is it's pretty insane but um so by winning that that means that they now get to go to i am Katowice, which is really cool for them um you don't really hear about mongolian teams all that often so um that's pretty cool you don't really hear about anything besides swedish teams oh yeah yeah (laughs) yeah yeah um i mean renegades was definitely the favorite going into the tournament um and they did. They didn't do bad. They did really well. I mean, they made it to the finals and everything. Um, but at the end of the day, Mongols took the win, so that's pretty cool for them. Um, as well, we have the former Titan lineup of Extends, RPK, Shocks, Smiths, and Scream are now signing to G2 Esports. Um, or I'm sorry, do they? I've, do they not like being called G2 Esports? I don't remember. I remember. Um, it's a uh, Oh man, why can't I think of his name? Ocelot, who used to play League of Legends, is one of the owners of G2, and he always corrects people when they call them the wrong thing. Isn't, isn't there a... don't they have something after G2 that they, they call themselves? I don't know. I can't remember. That's why I was wondering, but... I but, saw it, but I don't oh know. no, no! I see on on the league side it does say G two esports, so maybe okay. that's what it is. Okay, which I was gonna say if you may recognize them because right now they are five and one in the EU LCS, doing quite well. Um, their mid laner is perfect. No, not really, but he's really good. He's pretty good. Um, but uh, yeah. So they so now Titan, I guess that that brand wasn't gonna be continuing, so they have a cool opportunity now to play with uh, a brand that's um, obviously wanting to get into Counter-Strike. 
um, which a lot more of these are. Like you, we see Echo Fox, who just picked up a, a, a Counter-Strike team yeah. um, with Mo and Sean Garris and a couple other people, I mean. Um, so that would be kind of cool to see uh, how this Titan lineup, like I don't really think it will change anything, I wouldn't imagine. But uh, I mean, they haven't been quite the same Titan uh, in the last year, but they're definitely still good players. So it's kind of hard. I feel like it's it's kind of hard to judge CS:GO teams in comparison to like I mean, you know, we follow the league in depth pretty well too. And I don't know. For me, it just seems like you, you kind of never know what's going to happen from uh, tournament to tournament with yeah. Counter Strike. It's it's kind of crazy. Yeah, it's hard to make predictions. Mm-hmm. But I mean, I think I think the, I mean, obviously the major thing, haha, because it's a major, will be I am Katowice, um, and we'll see what what these lineups are really looking like there, um, and if any NA teams decide to show up or not, <laughs> we'll see. So. Um, be nice. Yeah. Um, nice. But uh, apart from that, in the League of Legends scene, uh, we did just have the 2016 season start. Um, and it's off to a roaring beginning, uh, especially with certain teams. Uh, so the that biggest TSM thing, lineup, though. Uh, yeah, woo, Am I right? TSM, Am my I boys. Right? Oh man. Um, yeah. So this supposed TSM power team, um, not quite. Well, I mean, I don't know, like. I mean, there's definitely expectations from the players. I don't know how much expectation there was as the team, just because a lot of the time when you just get a bunch of star players on a team, it doesn't really work out. Um, so obviously they're still figuring out their kinks. Um, on the opposite end of that, we have uh, Immortals, who are currently 6-0 and and have had like the two fastest LCS games ever in the last three weeks or whatever. Um, and so the standings... Are mortals obviously at the top for NA, um, and then CLG and Energy uh, both looking really, really good. Energy is just coming out of the gate and showing that they're really here to play, um, and CLG is doing an amazing job um, of also prove like proving their worth uh, in a majority of these games. Uh, so, and then f I guess tied for fourth we have TIP at. And these are all teams that are at three and three. We had TIP, Cloud9, Liquid, and TSM. Um, some of which is unexpected. Um, like TIP, they lost their first two games uh, or three. I believe so. I know they at least lost their first two, and then everybody was like, "Okay, well TIP is going to be 0 and 18 this season, whatever." Um, but they clearly decided coming out of that they were like well that's like that's not gonna work for us because they've kind of stepped up their game and they're and they're showing up against teams that um people might have thought that they would lose to such as liquid and, and cloud nine um so they're now three and three so that's pretty good for them and then cloud nine liquid and tsm are these established names that we see that are kind of struggling at this beginning of the season um tsm like we said has this powerful lineup and they have I would, I mean, probably three of the best people in their roles in NA, but it's just something, something's not really working. Um, and so we have to see what kind of improvements or what kind of adjustments that they're going to be making. Um, 
and then Cloud Nine was having str- was struggling with um, putting in Bunny Fufu and and then having High and they're winning a lot more with High um, in support because he takes up that shot caller role, which is um, good for them. Um, and then Liquid is just kind of sometimes they do really well and sometimes they're kind of not there. And uh, I think most of their wins are against not really the best teams, so um, we'll have to see how that turns out, I guess. I think we're going to see NRG or Energy and Immortals keep climbing more than the other teams, yeah. honestly. Because if you look at the schedules that they've played recently, I mean, CLG is up there, and CLG, I really like everybody that's on that team. I, I'm still a CLG fan, but they're 4 and 2, but this last week they played the bottom two teams. Right. So. This was kind of their free week in a lot of ways. And, yeah, they looked really strong and everything. And, honestly, what they have is a lot of – they play the map really well and they control the game that way. But when you look at just off of pure mechanics and map control that Immortals has, and yeah. I think energy to me is really – their their strong suit is as a team. What surprised everybody is just as a team, they're already playing really well together. Right. And I think right now that's what you're going to see <coughs> – pretty much dominate the leaderboards and as far as the other big teams like i think tsm will start to climb again they've played harder people you know they played immortals i think the first week well they played clg i know day one and then i can't remember who they played day two but it was either the first or second week they did the first week they played both liquid and clg and the second week they had to play immortals so you know they've had so far a hard lineup which means they'll get their free week coming up soon enough so you know it's still early enough that with the way renegades and echo fox look you know nothing against some of the players that are on those teams but they're just they're gonna be at the bottom of the board yeah and that's what we're looking at right now is in eighth we have dig at two and four and then we have tied for ninth we have renegades and echo fox at one and five um and i think that this is essentially what we're going to be looking at i think definitely immortals and energy are going to be at the top um probably top two um and then i feel like we're probably going to have tsm cloud nine and clg fighting for the second spot and then impulse liquid will kind of be like they could be up there they could be falling like who knows really with them uh and then probably dig renegades and echo fox um but uh i guess like we'll have to see um, but that's kind of what we're looking at right now, and, and definitely just some crazy ability being shown by Immortals showing up every single game just ready to win, and they're just there, and they're killing it in every aspect. Um, so they're kind of exciting to watch right now, like how, how easy they make it look. Um, it's both exciting and scary, because I'm a TSM fan, so I'm like, oh gosh, like this is not like looking good for us. But who knows, maybe that means that an NA team will show up at a... Um, international this year who knows um but yeah and then in eu we have tied for first we have g2 and h2k who are both at five and one um both just really solid teams um h2k and forgiven has been on on the ball that guy's crazy and then g2 and uh perks in the mid lane is is absolutely just showing up this season um and then in tied for third, we have Vitality and Unicorns of Love, both at four and two. Uh, tied for fifth, we have Origin, Elements, and Fnatic, all at three and three. 
And then we have Splice at 2 and 4, Rocket at 1 and 5, and Giants at 0 and 6. Um, and so I don't, I don't really know if, I don't really think that this is what was expected. I mean, we have Origin and Fnatic, these two that have been considered top tier teams, especially last year. I mean, Fnatic went undefeated in, uh, in the split last year. And so obviously, but they lost two of their members. Um, and then Origin as well. Uh, they have like this expectancy I guess because last year they did really well and they were in uh, worlds and all that um and then I don't know like for me especially I wasn't really expecting this from Vitality and Unicorns of Love like obviously like they're good teams but I wasn't really sure um and they've done pretty well but I feel like they've had a couple of easy weeks as well um so we'll kind of have to see how how that evolves over there but I feel like it'll probably end up being G2H2K and then probably Origin and Fnatic after that, I feel like, coming into the, the mid to end of the season. Um, but we'll definitely just have to see how that rolls out. Um, and, yeah. Yeah, I feel like you use a lot... I don't want to say more predictable, but... I feel like the teams are a little closer matched, which I think is the surprising thing. Because yeah. for so long, it's... Well, I say for so long, but the Origin really only played last year, right? Yes. They weren't a team before that. But, right. I mean, still, they came out and looked so strong, and then Fnatic is just, you know, it's a household name. It's Fnatic. But, right, right. you know, roster swaps. They've been and around since the beginning, so, yeah. But, and then I do just want to touch on LCK real quick. Um, over in Korea, Rocks Tigers is currently in first at 5-0. and Um and then we have SKT, they're down at 4th, and Samsung is at 5th. Um, uh, so, but they have different, like, Jin Air has played 6 games, but KT Rollstore has only played 4. So it's kind of confusing, I'm not really sure how it works over there. But yeah. um, we'll definitely see more how that progresses in coming into the international, which teams come over. Um, and also, for I am Katowice... We have the, the league teams have been announced. Uh, we have the Kwagu Reapers, which is currently the first place in, in China. Um, they're at 5-0. and And then we have Ever from Korea, which at least I'm pretty sure they're from the LCK. Maybe not, because I don't see them on their standings. Um, I don't actually see them on here, but... Um, Ever coming in, and then we have Origin uh, and CLG as well, and those are kind of ones that have been taken over from last year, um, from uh, I am, yeah, that was here I believe in the U.S. Um, and then the other ones that were invited uh, are SKT T1, TSM Fnatic, and then Royal Give Up, which is um, China's new team, and they picked up uh, Insect and Mata, so. Um, that should be pretty cool to see um, how they end up doing. Uh, and, yeah. And then, yeah, I think that's most of what's been going on um, as far as esports go. Um, obviously, there's been, I mean, at IEM Taipei, they also, I think, actually right now are doing some of the StarCraft stuff, but we don't really pay as much attention to that. But, um Good for good for whoever wins that. <laughs> uh, so uh, 
yeah, so that's most of that. Um, I don't know, I guess we could talk a little bit about fantasy if we want. Um, we do a fantasy league, um, and I guess really what I wanted to, because it's only LCS, obviously, not the uh, the, the Eastern teams, but um, as far as the top players right now for the, the split, um, we have Piglet, we have Wild Turtle, Phoenix, Perks, and Pobelter are the top five. Um, so two of those are from Liquid, and two of them are from Immortals. So the crazy thing is that two of them are from Liquid, and Liquid is three and three. Yeah. So we have some players on there that obviously are 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 keeping their their respective uh, roles, and they're doing well, and obviously they're laning well, and their their KDA is good. Um, but the team clearly just isn't meshing as well. Um, and then two from uh, Immortals, not really that surprising. Wild Turtles killing it. Um, and then we have Perks from G2, who is uh, also doing incredibly well over in EU. Um, and as far as this last week, we had Perks for the top points, Phoenix and Piglet, and then Sincooks, who is the mid laner for Splice. So that's kind of interesting. And then we had Darduck who is actually the jungler for Liquid. So three of the people that scored the best this last week were on Liquid because they had an easier week, right? Yeah. Um, so we'll definitely keep an eye on that, I guess, and see what, how that kind of rounds out as the season goes on. I'm sure that we'll see some good contenders for points on there. So Points can be kind of misleading, too, depending on, you know, you can have a bad game, technically, and still... I mean, not a bad game, but... As a team, you can be underperforming, but your players can still be performing extremely well. Right. And, you know, longer games really just means more points, but longer games doesn't mean your team's playing. Right, right. Yep. So, yeah, I think that's pretty much it for esports. Um, if we missed anything, let us know. But, um, so then, just as far as kind of general gaming things go, we have a, a not a lot, but a um, decent amount with MMOs. Coming into this spring season, we uh, just had Blade and Soul was released over here, um, and they passed over a million players like within a few days of launching, and that's really cool for them. Um, this is a game that's been out in the East since 2012, um, and so we've we've played it, not yeah. a lot, but we've played it some, and it's definitely it definitely has some really cool elements. Um, the combat's pretty smooth, and and it's kind of fresh it's not like just sitting there mashing one button over and over i think that's the best part um it doesn't actually seem as grindy as i kind of expected for an eastern import um but i feel like they kind of replaced that with the repetitive quests that you would see in traditional mmos um yeah so but i mean like i said we haven't played it all that much so the biggest thing I'm looking forward to actually trying is PvP, and I haven't done that yet. Um, but uh, from what I've watched and, and read, the PvP seems really solid. So, yeah, it's to me, I'm kind of in the same place with it. I wasn't really impressed by the PVE, not because of the combat, but just the overall feel of it. Like a big thing for me is if it's if the if I'm gonna play an MMO and it's PVE, like it needs to have either the quests need to be slightly interesting or there needs to be multiple things to do while questing. Like uh, 
I don't know. An example of that would be Guild Wars 2 or even Final Fantasy 14. There were, like Final Fantasy, you have your hunting logs and other things that you can do to earn experience. Or in Guild Wars, you have your events that you're always doing. So it kind of breaks up the monotony of doing quests. Right, as well as exploration. And I think that, yeah. and I think and that is one of the things that would the, be the, cool and more. But. Yeah, the Blade and Soul map's pretty basic. I mean, it's you're you're pretty much just running along a rail the whole time doing your quest so far yeah, uh, that, yeah you know we that maybe it's different later on but as far as the combat and the way the game feels it feels absolutely amazing for an mmo and mm-hmm. i think that would make pvp really fun in that game and yeah that definitely be something i feel like that's where the staying power is in that game to be honest Probably, yeah. And they have a cool ranking system and everything, and I was watching someone do it. It seems really like high-risk-reward, so um, I kind of like that as far as combat goes. Um, So that's pretty cool. Um, And then also, Wildstar is going to be coming to Steam, and they're going to be introducing um, some new stuff with it uh, with an update called Destination Destination Arcterra. so it's going to give a new area um, and then some new kind of boss encounters that they're calling snowballing boss encounters where um, basically the more players that show up and are killing it, the harder it gets, right? So up to like a 20-man boss encounter. So um, uh, that's one big thing. And then a blizzard event apparently that pits the two factions against each other. Um, and you can't, whichever, so basically whichever faction kills the boss it's a 20-man boss encounter kills it will get the keys and then they can use those keys to unlock a dungeon for that faction right. so um that's pretty cool um see, some new like, instances and stuff like that as well so see like things like that to me that's what mmos need to do more of in my mm-hmm. opinion like just break up the monotony of doing yeah thing. yeah yeah and then they're also gonna have a new 20 person raid which is pretty cool with new mechanics and, and different things like that yeah um, so that's always cool to see. Um, honestly, I might check it out again. I haven't really played it a whole lot. I played it for about a week after the free-to-play release. Um, so who knows? Maybe with this update, I'll, I'll at least check it out again. Um, I did end up yeah. checking out Star Wars The Old Republic again because <laughs> they did a promotional where you get to play the expansion for free. Um, and yeah. God, the story of that expansion is awesome. It's so good. I loved it so much. Like playing that was like, that's probably the thing I miss the most about that game is the cinematics and playing along the storyline because it's really, really well done. Um, but I got out of that and then I was like, well, okay, what do I do now? <laughs> like yeah. I did I just, I just don't really know what to do with myself in that game anymore. Um, and I'm sure if I had like, if, for some reason they did something crazy and we got a bunch of people to start playing it again and we did pvp because that was the main thing that had me going and then some of the raids as well um but pvp is always something that is kind of up there for me so yeah i mean for me with star wars it's like you said like that the story element to that game was absolutely amazing Mm -hmm. uh i really enjoyed the raids in it i mean the only reason really we stopped playing was just the lack of content Mm. but I mean, we've talked about that before, too, where I, I personally don't mind paying a sub-fee if it means I'm going to constantly have access to new content. Right. And uh, I'm always a little wary with games that are, like, quote-unquote free-to-play, but they limit you. Right. You know what I mean? 
So that's the one thing that's kind of kept me away from that yeah. game. But overall, I, I actually did really enjoy that. Yeah, yeah. But, uh, yeah, I think... And then Black Desert Online, they did they, they announced the release day? Is that what happened? Yeah, I believe it was uh, March? Yeah, yeah, March 3rd. Which is my birthday, which is kind of funny, but... <laughs> um, that one I'm kind of interested in. That one I really want to check out. Yeah. Uh, and apparently right now you can download their character creator yeah. um, if you pre-order it, I believe. Um, I think it's... So. No, I, I think it's a free... Is it free? Oh, okay. Yeah, it's I thought just they free. were saying if you pre-order, but... Um, the, uh, so that's kind of interesting. The pre-purchase, I believe, they have like three packages, kind of like how Guild Wars uh, 2 okay. did. Okay. And the more expensive packages, like the non-basic ones, are what gets you into the next closed beta. That's gotcha. the big okay. thing. Okay. Well, yeah, so that's pretty cool. Um... We may end up checking that out and uh, seeing what's going on with that. Um, but apart from MMOs, um, the Division closed beta has happened this last weekend. Um, or this last week. I think it was It was during the week that it was on console and then the weekend was PC, I believe. Yeah. Um, and the open beta has been announced to be coming later this month, uh, February. So that will be pretty cool i'm excited to get my hands on it uh because i've wanted to and it, i was after they showed it and all the stuff i was i don't know if i was super excited but i was still like oh this is a really cool concept but after watching some people play it um it seems really really fun like it seems like something that although it did seem like they ran out of stuff to do in the beta but i'm sure that that's because it's it's pretty limited um but it seems like in the actual game they're going to be adding obviously a lot more um content to be able to do on a more regular basis so yeah i mean i got to play the beta a little bit and from what i saw all the ideas they have are really i really liked them because you know we've, we've played h1z1 before and battle royale and all that mm -hmm. and it even has a lot of elements of that as far as the pvp goes um it's a big open map and then there's a section of it a large section i'd say it's basically it's basically like two maps and the second map is your pvp zone which right. um it, it has like that I, I i don't really want to compare it to destiny but it's kind of like that it, it has those mmo elements without really being an mmo i guess mm -hmm. with the way the loot and everything works and uh Basically, in the PvP zone, it felt a lot like, you know, Battle Royale, uh, except the way it works is you, you go into the PvP zone, and it's it's pretty much the same concept as the PvE area. There's still NPCs and stuff you have to kill there, but the further you go in, the more dangerous it gets. And um, when you loot things there... You know, obviously, the further you go in, the better loot you get. And when you when you get the loot, you have to extract it, which means going back to an extraction zone, which is like, that's where you know you can still get shot in the extraction zone. So, say you get a really nice gun that you want to take. Well, that's when you start getting worried because you've got to get it back to the extraction zone and get right. it out to be able to use it in the PVE game, which to me is a really cool concept, and I really like that about it. Um, honestly, the only thing about the game that worries me is. Uh, Kind of the thing that happened with Destiny again is like, as PC gamers, we're used to the MMO type of game, you know, and I I worry about how well these big companies are going to support their game with content. 
that's right. the only thing that worries me. And the beta was very limited. Like, I think it only had one story mission, just one. So you didn't really get to see much as far as single player went. You just got to explore the map a little bit and play around. So right. I don't know. It, it, it looks really good, but it's the type of thing where I'm going to wait and see, you know, once people start getting to the end game, quote unquote, mm-hmm. uh, see what they say about it then. Because I always kind of feel bad playing a game or paying the $60 for a game and not knowing what I'm going to get at the end of it. You right. Know? Yeah. So I think the biggest thing for me is seeing the, the PVP zone and seeing how that kind of works and like right. getting marked and, and whatever, like it seems really, it seems like something that you could get into and like kind of high risk, high reward where you could go in and decimate a group and take their stuff and then they right. could, like come back and and bite you if you don't get out in time or whatever so See that and i think that's where a lot of the staying power for the game is going to be and that that's something like i said i was glad to see that it was so it seemed really well done like they had thought it out um the it's kind of the same uh idea i have for that too though is you know once you get say you have best in slot everything and you're in the pvp zone you know at that point those people are just gonna be going around killing people all the time and i just want to see the company expand on that as the game gets older and if they do that i think that they could have a really successful game yeah yeah like there has to be a way for it to stay balanced like that's always the biggest thing with those um pvp heavy and and fights between uh players is that people will always find something um that will bother them about them not being as geared as, as someone else, you know. Um, so there will have to be some kind of balance for it, um, for sure. But, yeah, I think overall I'm pretty excited to, to check it out and, and see what's up with it and get my hands on it. So, um, so we also just had the... So the creator of Braid, um, Jonathan Blow, is, has developed this game called the witness and it's a puzzle exploration and it's it's a really cool concept and i've been watching it and it seems like a really cool game um but they're being hit really hard because of pirating uh apparently it's like the number one pirated game on certain sites and um it kind of kind of sucks for them as a as a indie developer that they're not making enough money off of it to then make the next game that they want to make, right? Um, so it has it's a forty dollar it's forty dollars, so that's not too bad. Um, but he also said that Braid, which was only fifteen dollars, was pirated almost as much, like almost just as much. So um, it's kind of unfortunate to see, um, like these kind of people that are kind of already struggling to make it in an industry like this. Um, because like, yeah, like braid did well and I'm sure that even the witness has done well, but is it well enough for them to continue making these games? Cause people clearly like these games a lot, but if they want, like if they want them to make more then like don't pirate them. Right. So yeah, it, the whole situation is, I mean, it, it's, it's, I want to say it's complicated, but it's really not. It, it, the whole indie game scene is kind of, 
it's going to be the way it is for a really long time because as soon as big companies came into the gaming industry, they've made it to where indie games are either non-profitable for the most part or they're going to be free. Like the entire right. idea of a single player game. Uh, I, do you know how many hours you can get out of The Witness? Uh, I think from what I understand, I actually, well, actually I watched a speed run kind of funny but he said at the end um that i think he said the typical playthrough is like seven to eight hours see they're not and an, an, any game is gonna have trouble selling anymore if you can only get that many hours out of it unless it's dirt cheap right because that's how the industry has gotten spoiled now and right. that's why i mean like it, $40 for seven hours of gameplay, no matter how good the game is, is pretty steep. I mean, if you take a step back and you don't look at it, you look at it objectively, not in a way of, I'm a gamer and I love games, and yes, it was worth the 40 bucks. Of course, there's lots of people that say that because they really love what the people did to create this game. It's like, you know, it's in the same respect as if somebody sees art on the wall, somebody who doesn't care about art, you know, it's trash to them. You know what right. I mean? Like, they don't care, which is people, you know, on the internet are even worse about that. So if they can get it for free, they're gonna do it. Right. The and, only time I see indie developers get around that is people like uh like Warframe. Like, you know, mm -hmm. their game's free, so they don't have to worry about that, but they make tons of money off of the content they always release. Right. And I just feel like people just do not pay for games anymore unless they're big triple A titles. Yeah. And that's just it's it sucks, but that's kind yeah. of how the market's going to be for a long time. And the biggest thing is that he just didn't want to make it a DRM because he doesn't like limiting people. Like, um, so I guess that that's kind of almost on them. Like, if they want to make that decision to 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 make it have to require a DRM, sorry, um, or do they want this to be a consequence? Like, yeah. we'll see. And that's. Yeah that's the that's the other shitty part is if you want to make it as a big company you've got to play the business which means right games. i yeah. mean that's just you you know it doesn't mean you love your consumer any less it's just at the end of the day you've got to make money yeah, yeah. so so i guess i think the biggest piece of this game and the reason why people are so interested in it and is because of its like uniqueness and and it's not really like anything else out there it's really i don't know it's a really pretty kind of puzzle i can't I don't know really how to explain it but there's plenty of videos online if you want to watch it so um yeah so i guess that's kind of a big thing for indie developers coming forward is going to be do they want to do they want do they want to benefit their customers by like either lowering the prices or uh uh, not having DRM or yeah. do they want to help themselves and maybe which could be considered selfish by some people but help themselves and um, maybe like at that point you could probably lower the price but put a DRM on it and you would probably make more money right? yeah so the um, it's it's the entertainment industry it's like that in music too i mean look at any artist that tries to make their way into the big leagues they have to make a bunch of music and give it away on free cds in order to get right. their name out there yeah. it's the same thing soundcloud bandcamp all that yeah yeah, yeah. 
So. And then if they get noticed in a big company, which is what like what I meant by these AAA, you know, uh, EA and all these guys, like if right. they notice it and they actually want to put your game out, then well, then then you've made it. But until then, you're it's it's hard. Right. So. And then also going back to kind of what you were saying about Warframe, about a free game that makes money, kind of transition to the next thing, and that League of Legends was the highest grossing digital game in 2015, and they made over $1.6 billion. Which is absolutely insane. Um, Like, just that number in general is already insane, but then that it's a free game that is what, like, this developer that is has come out of nowhere and it's just it's it's just incredible that they've done this well and it's it's really cool honestly it's good marketing man yeah and i i yeah i think i say good for them like they've done a really really great job um and i think we had it i don't remember what happened to that though i i sent that image of the top i think it was like the top eight Oh, and it was like right. League of it was League of Legends, uh, and then it was some it was that shooter game, I think. I and Dungeon remember. Fighter. Yeah, Dungeon Fighter Online, and then it was like another Which, game, way, and then it was World of Warcraft, and and so like we see this huge, huge. But even between League of Legends and the game after it, like there was a yeah. huge gap in how much money they made. So it's it's like this is a really big thing for them that they're that they're able to make this much money. Um, and they do a lot of really cool stuff too, like for the community and, and everything like that and, um, constant content and everything too. So, and obviously there's going to be people that will say that they don't do enough, but whatever. Well, yeah, but that's, that's, that's what I was going to say about Riot is you look at them as a company, like there was since day one, once they started charging the amount they did for skins, there was, you, you couldn't go anywhere without hearing people like, Oh my God, you pay that much for skins, blah, blah, but it was good business they knew they had this percentage of people that play their game and then this percentage that are willing to pay money for it so with those numbers they knew how much they had to charge to make a profit and immediately once they started making profit what did they do they made lcs they said we're not gonna rely on anybody else to do our tournaments for us we're gonna bring in all the money from this and then all of a sudden i mean they just exploded mm-hmm. and i think the most interesting thing is not even the amount of money they make but the way League of Legends has earned its name as just being something completely different than even a video game. Like, I mean, you can just say League of Legends and people that don't play video games know what it is. Mm -hmm. And that's really impressive. Like, that, them having the ability to do that is crazy. Yeah, it's it's so widespread. And and the esports aspect of it is so widespread, too, that, like, I can wear my TSM sweatshirt out and probably at least one person is going to be like, oh, like, I know who TSM is, at least. Or, like... Hey, or like I'll get a compliment or something like that, or it's and it's super crazy how 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 big of a phenomenon it's become and and how much it's done for the esports scene itself too. Yeah. So, so yeah, it's really cool for them. Uh, and like we're we're still, I mean, there's so many people out there playing that game and especially right now climbing the ladder just like us. <laughs> Yeah. Having having so much fun. <laughs> oh, so much fun. <laughs> so much fun. <laughs> I, hate I actually have been having I have been having more fun this season than last, so that's good. Uh-huh. Um, but uh, as well, we have the Super Bowl winners have been predicted again uh, <laughs> by Madden 
Not the guy. Like 2016. No, the game. The game. Um, they do this every year. They simulate the Super Bowl game um, <laughs> with their as accurate as can be uh, lineups. And the Panthers are predicted to win, which I don't really think is too much of a surprise. Really. <laughs> no offense, Denver's fan, but um, I think we, yeah, I don't know. I don't, I just, just, I don't yeah. know how many people actually follow football and gaming. but If we lose, I won't be that upset <laughs> if we get shut out right be yeah livid because that's because what happened last be time. the second super bowl oh, in the last man. three years that we just got i i refuse to see that happen again. go seahawks um Ugh. yeah <laughs> all right anyways um so another big thing that's been happening right now is the whole Fine Bros fiasco with YouTube and their uh, React world and their trademarks on React and all this stuff. And today they officially have retracted every attempt at a trademark. They've canceled the the React world project and basically it just said, whoops, <laughs> like, sorry, this was stupid. Um, and you. yeah, because that was... Not only was it just a dumb idea, like, it was just not, like, a good idea to begin with. They executed it so poorly and explained <laughs> it so poorly that it caused even more backlash than just the idea itself would have. Um, so it's just a pretty typical example of someone not really knowing the, the business that they're in, even. Yeah, um, that, that was a couple of guys that went to their either their attorney or their business manager and said... How could we make the most money with our product? And they said, well, start, you know. And the thing is, things. yeah, you have these entertainment marketing people that have been, and actually, and I'm, the reason I'm, I'm saying this is because I watched a video from uh, GBA99. If you haven't watched his videos, you definitely should. He's really entertaining, and he's just incredibly intelligent. Um, and he explained how these are people that, like have marketing degrees and they're good at traditional marketing but then when it comes to something like youtube it's a totally different thing um and you can't expect uh corporate media marketing uh say f from what you learn about tv networks you can't expect that to translate over to youtube because it's totally different um so yeah this was just a really poorly thought out and and executed idea from them and so they've had a, like they lost hundreds of thousands of subscribers they got all this backlash and so they finally decided to um not pursue it any farther so uh yeah the thing about that yeah. is too they've injured themselves so much now like mm -hmm. except for their real like true fans or the people that were just completely out of the loop as to what happened i they pissed off so many people. yeah 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 so i'm kind of glad that that's over with because that was such a big thing like it was there was just so much drama surrounding it and everything like that and then now we we don't really have to worry about it hopefully we won't have to hear about it as much anymore so we'll see uh, um, copyrights will always always be hot subjects right in the entertainment industry it's hilarious yeah. Come up with. Especially when the they say, "Oh, we want to get away from corporate ideas," and when that's the most corporate thing you can do is is yeah. have people go through you for <laughs> their own videos. Um, but yeah, so that, that's yeah. I'm glad that's over. Just put it that way. Yeah. So I think that's 
That'd be pretty much it for this week. We didn't want to do too much catch up because we would end up talking for. <laughs> yeah, that'd three be a hours. lot of catch up. Um, what? A lot of what? A lot of catch up. No catch up. Just a lot of catch up. Right. Okay. I mean, I prefer it that way. So. Well. Oh, I'm not a mustard guy. Little mayo in there. Mm-hmm. Uh, depends on what are we talking about. Burger, hot dog. Uh, a little on a burger. I like mayo on a burger. Okay. Okay. That's fine. I was not on a say, hot dog. I was thinking of a hot, hot dog. dog when you said hot. Do- when you said ketchup and mustard, I think hot dog. So yeah. it's like mayo on a hot dog. Uh, no. I don't know about that. All right. <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> I'm on a sidetrack. Um, so that'll be it for this episode of the X Pack Podcast. Um, if you wanna follow us on YouTube, I guess it's called subscribe. Um, sorry, I just get subscribe on Twitch and YouTube. They're different. Uh, but you can follow my Twitch channel and Dalton's Twitch channel. Uh, mine is uh, twitch.tv slash spiffyish, and yours is twitch.tv slash Damon, Damon Bjorn. And so and I'll put links in the description. Um, you can subscribe to the podcast on, on iTunes as well. Um, and yeah, and we will be back hopefully maybe next week. <laughs> hopefully maybe. <laughs> we'll see. But for now, we're done. So thank you. Peace. What what is that what did that broadcaster used to say? Good night and good luck. <laughs> <laughs>